Hi, everybody, and welcome to RV Miles, your home for RV and camping news, reviews, travel guides, and more. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby, and this is episode 27 of the RV Miles podcast. To get today's show notes, head over to rvmiles.com slash episode 27. RV Miles is also on social media at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you want to keep up with Jason and I as we get ready to head west, you can find us over at ourwanderingfamily.com. And we are also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. An all new ourwanderingfamily.com. An all new, finally. We've updated the website <laughs> and I think it looks pretty good. I think it looks really good too. So if you haven't checked out the ourwanderingfamily.com website in a while, you should head over to it because I'm especially proud as this update to the website has been way, way, way down on the to-do list. So like the fact that we have gotten that far down in the to-do list <laughs> is very exciting. I feel like we've accomplished something. On today's episode, we're going to talk about watching TV and movies in your RV, how you can get access to video on your TV screen in your RV, whether that's through Netflix or Hulu, through Apple TVs and Chromecast. We're going to talk about different types of TV streaming services, different types of devices that you can use to access all that stuff. Because nothing says camping, like being like able TV. to watch yeah. <laughs> Netflix. Got to yeah. watch the crown. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you know, you're, you're, Sometimes it rains. <laughs> sometimes it rains. Sometimes, sometimes it, rains. it rains a lot. Yes. You and know. sometimes if you are a part-time traveler or you find yourself traveling long trips at a time or you're full-time like we are, you need to have some TV time. Some entertainment. <laughs> I don't care who you are. If you spent the entire day out hiking and enjoying nature, there's no reason that you can't sit inside your RV. And watch the and West watch Wing <laughs> <laughs> for the 27th time, I mean, as we have, well, I think. you get to that last episode, and you just got to go back to the first one. I, I don't know how people watch anything else. Apparently, at our house, we don't. <laughs> but first, uh, we're getting ready to hit the road as we record this on Tuesday. We recorded a little bit earlier than we normally do. We are heading out on Wednesday morning. Early tomorrow morning. Towards New Mexico. Yeah, a little bit of a plan change. We've been talking about heading to Texas for weeks now. <laughs> we have. We're not coming for you anymore, Texas. Sorry, Texas. We are excited to come back and visit Texas at a different time. But as a lot of you, and I'm sure probably all of you are aware, the government did shut down on Friday. It's open again for business, but as of Friday, it was shut down. And we had a bunch of campgrounds reserved in Texas that were mostly Corps of Engineers campgrounds, which are federal campgrounds. And because of the uncertainty, we decided to call an audible and make some changes. We did. And our our plan after Texas was to head to New Mexico. New Mexico has a great deal on their state parks where you can buy an annual state park pass and it gets you camping and then you pay a really small fee for the electric the deal is with New Mexico, it's 234 out-of-state residents for the annual pass. That's for the whole year. And then you will pay at your campground just $4 a day if it's an electric site. I think it's $8 if it's electric and sewer. So for us, because we want to slow travel through New Mexico, so we're going to take about a month or two to do this, I did a little calculating on my phone, figuring out like what would be a monthly cost with this annual pass. 
If we spend two months in New Mexico using this deal, we will average somewhere around $250 a month to camp. And that is just... That's pretty cheap. That's so cheap. So we thought, let's let's just put Texas on hold. We'll just move up our New Mexico plans and head towards New Mexico. And then, of course, the shutdown just ended of course. very <laughs> as quickly as it came. Yes. Uh, but The day we were supposed to be in Texas, yeah, they we, opened back up. <laughs> but we were going to head to Texas a few days before that. Um, well, it's an almost 800-mile journey. So we yeah. were going to take three days to get there, essentially two and a half days. 800 miles in Wanderbus, that is really a three-day journey for us. us. It is. You know, we only average about 60, 65 miles an hour. The kids, they can't just be sitting for eight hours. You know, we've talked about this on our travel tips. We do stop pretty frequently to allow for leg stretching and just to get out and kind of work off some energy. So So now we're going to do 900 miles in three days. Yeah. So we thought instead, (laughs) let's do 900 miles. But we are doing 900 miles. We are going to take still three days. We have a reservation in Roswell, New Mexico on Friday. So we are very excited to get back in the bus. But we are gearing up for probably what is going to be the most epic from point A to point B trip we have yeah. done in the last 18 months. Yeah, like, we don't like to travel that far all at once. No, we don't. I'm but gonna, we're going to do it. And I'm going to stream on my device <laughs> <laughs> and probably finish season one of The Crown and start season two over the next three days. <laughs> so obviously the government shutdown was a big piece of news that's happened in the last week, and it has affected national parks and um, Army Corps of Engineer Parks and U.S. Forest Preserve parks nationwide. There was a lot of up in the air about what was going to happen. They decided to keep most of the national parks open with no services. So they had the electric shut off at the campgrounds. They had bathrooms, the closed. Water, bathrooms locked, water shut off, and uh, and very few staffers. There are no reservations. Recreation.gov was shut down, but you could still go and camp. You weren't kicked out. And, uh, and then Army Corps of Engineers Parks and U.S. Forest Preserve, a lot of them closed. Some of them decided they were going to wait until Monday to close. I think there's some sort of law with the shutdown that after so many days, the staffing has to be down to 6 or 8% of yeah. normal levels. So they were waiting to see what would happen. And then, of course, the, we have the this extension ended, now. This short extension. So, hey, another shutdown could be on its way. So, <laughs> yeah. so we're going to just stick in New Mexico for the next couple months but, until everyone figures what, out what's going on. And obviously the shutdown was a huge inconvenience to anybody who works for the federal government and anybody who needs desperately specific federal government services. Yeah. Our so, inconvenience was such a small little <laughs> blip. I don't even really... Yeah. That's not even really the big part of our story because what ended up happening for us was, yeah, we were inconvenienced. That's fine. We lost a little bit of money with reservation yeah, I, canceled. I'll say but- it's a little, it is a little annoying that recreation.gov is charging us cancellation fees because I, apparently if your reservation happened during the shutdown, you will not be charged cancellation fees. But because our reservation started the first day the shutdown ended. Yeah. We will be charged cancellation fees, but obviously we just had to make new plans. We couldn't just head down to Texas and not have any idea because so many people were trying to move from these campgrounds to private campgrounds 
So I, we just wanted to beat them all to the punch and and not have to, you know, fight with with the masses trying to book other accommodations. Yeah. So we lost a little money. It's annoying. I I don't yeah. see why they have to keep our money, but you know. But it's not worth the argument, and we recognize that so many other people were really impacted by the three days that the government was shut down. And we do hope that they are able to come together and have this kind of bipartisan unity so that we don't see this happening again for so many people at the beginning of February. It did. It was an annoyance, like you said. But in the end, I have to admit, I think that this plan works better for our family to be able to go to New Mexico and spend the next couple months there. I have never been to the state of New Mexico. So I'm really excited. We are, I think in the first three weeks, we're going to be three or four weeks. We'll be Roswell. Then we're headed over to Carlsbad. Then we're going to be at White Sands. So we're really going to be experiencing like a couple of places that have been bucket list national park sites for me for a long time. And we, we know nothing of New Mexico and we didn't spend a lot of time researching New Mexico. So if you have ideas of where we should go, please let us know. We would love to hear from yeah, especially if you know of any good pizza joints, because, you know, because, <laughs> you know, New Mexico is probably really known for their pizza. Well, the Uppersons are really known for their pizza. So I'm just trying to be consistent here. So there is one other piece of news that I wanted to just touch on briefly. The National RV Industry Trade Show, the RVIA's official trade show, is been for 50 years, the Louisville Trade Show. And it just happened. And, uh, you know, it's the place where dealers go to see the new RVs and and a lot of buyers go to see the manufacturers show their wares. Well, they've decided that the Elkhart Open House has been a much better showcase of all the new products. Plus, the manufacturers are already there in Elkhart and don't have to move all their stuff to Louisville. So they're not going to have Louisville be the national trade show for the RV industry anymore. They haven't decided if they're going to have a new national trade show that's going to be somewhere else, not in Elkhart, not in Louisville. They haven't said that uh, the Louisville show isn't going to happen at all anymore, but they have said that the national RV trade show is not going to be Louisville anymore. And it sounds like it's going to be some sort of event based around the Elkhart open house. Well, it just seems to make, financial sense. And when you think about travel wise, and like you said, if a majority of these individuals that this event is targeted to are in Elkhart, just save everybody like the travel time and have it there. I am. I, I will say I'm a little surprised that they don't do it in Detroit, Chicago, or Indianapolis, which all have big trade show facilities and are very close to Elkhart. I'd go in Chicago, go home for a little bit. So that's the news for today, and we'll take a break. When we come back, we have the answer to last week's brain teaser. Dun, dun, dun. And we are going to start talking about TV and video in your RV. Be right back. Okay, Abby. Okay, Jason. Do it. All right. 
last week's brain teaser. Here we go. It's so strong. It does not break. It's so powerful. It penetrates a lake. Sometimes it's weak as a twig left out in the sun. It's so wonderful. It gives us the power to have fun. What is it? It's light. It is light. It's a weird riddle, though. It's a little I mean, weird. There's some things in there that I'm a little. I know. And I'm sure as a lighting designer, you're getting all like <laughs> weird on me over there. I get it. But I liked it. It's light. And last week, we weren't getting a whole lot of light. And I'm excited we're going someplace mm. where we'll have a lot of light. Our winner this week is Chris Samuelson from Mississippi. Congratulations, Chris. Thanks for playing. And thanks to everyone else for playing along last week, too. A lot of right answers. We will have the new brain teaser at the end of the show. And it won't be a riddle this time. All right. TV and video in your RV. But this is a big subject for a lot of people because it is actually, there are a lot of challenges that circulate around it, especially having to do with your your internet access mm-hmm. and cellular data. Well, and also, there are so many choices now. It's almost like there's too many choices. In my mind, it used to be like Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, which ones do I need? Yeah. And now I feel like which little subcategories are those that I want? Because a lot of television stations and cable stations, you can actually now stream through them. Stars, HBO, ABC, they all have their own app. They all have their own ability now for you to stream their programming. So there are so many choices out there. So let's first talk about some of the non-internet ways to get television. So first you have over-the-air TV. It hasn't gone away. You can still get TV that is broadcast over the air. And it is actually one of the ways we watch TV the most. Mm-hmm. We have some bunny ears and we just use them. Actually, no, we have <laughs> we something. Don't have like, we, we don't have, have bunny ears. Antenna, <laughs> as a lot of RVs have a rooftop antenna. HD signal, it's the only way to watch things like, you know, the upcoming Olympics. You're not going to be watching that for the most part on your streaming services. Now, I will tell you, though, in regards to the Olympics, I'm pretty sure... Well, that's true. It's going to be on all kinds of different NBC channels. I was going to say, I think you'll be able to stream that through some sort of NBC platform for sure. Especially if you have cable or satellite. Yeah. um, And you'll usually pay extra for for that. Yes, you will. (laughs) But, uh, but, you know, the basic stuff that is on the the local TV stations, wherever you go, you're going to get the news. The, The local news is always great to watch if you're Going somewhere new, you sort of get a flavor of the area by watching the local news. I love watching the local news. And you might get some surprises about events that are going on that you didn't know about. Absolutely. You also get to find out what the weather is by a very animated weather individual. So a big tip that I want to let you know, though, about about using over-the-air TV is most antennas in RVs are the rooftop antennas that you've got. You've got a little thing in your ceiling that you grab and turn and you can change the direction of that antenna. Ours is a little different since we built our bus. I actually have to get up on the roof to turn ours. Old I, school. Well, the first one we bought, I didn't have to do that with, but we lost it somewhere. Where? I had a button I could press that turned it. It was electronic. Where did that thing go? We lost it the day we moved into the bus. I have no idea what happened. No clue. No clue. It was there, and then it was gone, and we never heard anything fall off. I... It is probably the biggest mystery in our lives. Where is our TV antenna? (laughs) But I wanted to give you a little tip. There's an app that you can use called Watch Free HD TV. 
And this is not an app that allows you to watch free HDTV. <laughs> no, it's such a deceiving name. This is an Clickbait. app that you can use on uh, any phone that has a compass in it. And an iPhone does, and most Android phones do as well. Anything that's got GPS has a compass in it. And what this does is you open this app, and it shows you which direction to point your antenna to get certain stations. So as you turn that antenna, you might get more or less stations. But if there's a specific station you want, you can turn it a specific direction. You might see, oh, the majority are this way, so I'm going to point it that way. But if there's a big football game on a certain station that you need, that local, the local CBS station, then you look that up on the this app, and it will just it will just give you an arrow like a compass arrow and and show you which direction to point your RV's antenna. And I think it's really cool. And I've used it many, many times and it makes a huge difference when you're getting no channels at all and you go up there and you point it the right direction and all of a sudden you might have 30 channels. Yeah. Because no one wants a kid that can't get PBS kids on their (laughs) television. It's true. (laughs) Got to watch that Daniel Tiger. (laughs) So the next option that is, is far and away really the best option if you want to watch TV like you did at home in your RV is a satellite. If you have a satellite service at your home, you can usually add on a satellite. You have to buy the satellites like 300 bucks, but then the add-on service is only like eight bucks a month. So you can add that on and carry a satellite around with you. Some RVs have them mounted on the roof. Some have portable ones that they set outside and you can get satellite TV which is going to work for you in the middle of the desert. The trick with satellite TV, though, is that you need a direct line of sight to that satellite. You might have issues if you have a lot of trees overhead and things like that. You will have issues. And that's why a lot of people like those portable ones, because they can move them wherever on their campsite and try to get a line of sight to the satellite. Yeah, you know, so when you're camping nature might interfere with your satellite TV. (laughs) I love the little portable ones too. I don't know why, but they always remind me of like a little mini R2-D2. Yeah. Like they're just like, I just expect them to like pop little little wheels, right? Like just pop little wheels out (laughs) and then just move to the next location and then pop their wheels back in and sit down. Finally, before the internet options, one of the best options for watching TV that we have found is utilizing DVDs and Blu-rays. And For sure. people forget about that, but you can carry around, you don't have to, you could carry around a whole collection, just put them in one of those CD books instead of hauling around 40 DVDs in their cases, put them in a little book and you can open it up, pull your DVDs out and watch them. This is where Jason and I disagree. He's looking at me the whole time he's she saying that too. She needs the case and the <laughs> little booklets that go inside and I don't, I don't I she doesn't look at them. No, but I like to know that the DVDs or Blu-rays are in there. Like, I just want them to be in their little home. But we did mention this when we were talking about family travel days, is that we really like to buy the Blu-ray DVD combos Mm -hmm. because you get two discs. And no matter what you use, a Blu-ray at your home or a DVD in your RV or vice versa, you you could split those up. So you could have your Blu-ray collection at home and you can put all those DVDs in a booklet and take that with you in your RV. Yeah, that'd be a good compromise. I'd do that. So those are sort of the main options that don't involve using the internet. 
And the biggest problem that we need to discuss right away is that video uses data like nothing else. Mm-hmm. If your cell plan has 10 gigs of tethering data, you can go through that data in a couple hours. Easy. Just yeah. watching a couple movies. Streaming is like the Pac-Man of yeah. data eating. It just all across the board, just eats it up. So the trick is figuring out a way to use your your devices that you have that take cellular data, that like your iPhone or your Android phone, and and being able to transfer that video to the TV, right? Or if you have some sort of other internet connection. Some people have some tricky, secret, unlimited cell plans that we haven't <laughs> been really able to figure yeah. out. They're usually like these grandfathered things from years ago that they rent from businesses on eBay. And it's just not something I've ever wanted to get into. But people that have that unlimited data, they're able to do whatever the heck they want with it. And they live good, in a magical world. <laughs> Campground Wi-Fi is it don't even consider that you're going to be streaming video off of campground Wi-Fi. Even if you can stream video off the campgrounds Wi-Fi, that's the reason all campground Wi-Fi is so terrible, is that everybody's trying to stream from it. That's like so, campground no-fi. <laughs> don't do that. That's a no-no. Yeah, don't stream. If, if everybody stops streaming, and a lot of campgrounds block streaming services. If everybody stops streaming, then everybody will be able to use the campground Wi-Fi to stare at Facebook all day. Exactly. And isn't that what we all need to do? Well, either that or I've got to play my words <laughs> on Words but with Friends. Those words are not going to play themselves, Jason. To do their email, to look, check their Facebook, to do the business things that they need to do, to pay their bills, check their bank account, look up local destinations they want to do. Or work, yeah. like some people who are on the road and they yeah. have to work. Video, again, I mean, I, I can't overstate it video takes up like 30 times the data that sending emails over the same amount of time would do it's it's ridiculously different you know so it it, whether you're on campground wi-fi or your own you're using a ton of data you're taking up all that bandwidth so you need to find some other options and what we do is sort of a combination of a few things we pick from there and pick from here yeah. and pick from over there. A little we, talk a little. Yep, exactly. Music man. <laughs> we both uh, we both have Verizon iPhones and we have the unlimited data plan with Verizon, which gives us unlimited on-device data. If we want to tether, which means tethering our laptop to it or tethering our TV to it or whatever other devices and iPad to it, if we want to tether to it, we are limited to 15 gigabytes, which we could go through again in a few hours mm-hmm. of watching video. So there are some tricks to getting around that. And one thing you can do is buy a cable that can go from your iPhone. I'll just use an iPhone as an example from your iPhone to your TV. And if you're hardwiring it through the cable, you can usually watch most things that are on your device on the TV. You have to buy the Apple-made cable, if you're going through Apple. Because the encryption that they use to protect copyright for a lot of this, a lot of video, will not work through through knockoff cables. It just won't. So you have to get the real Apple thing. And there are a lot of different tips and tricks with 
Android devices that I don't really know because I'm not an Android person, but you can also do cable that way. For all the stuff we're talking about, I want to recommend that you go to rvmobileinternet.com. They are a website that provides a lot of information about mobile internet and how to access mobile internet, how to use it. And they've got a great streaming video article that we'll link to in the show notes as well. And they talk a lot about the different ways you can connect your device, but connecting it to your TV in some sort of way is, is one way to do that. Another thing that we do is some of the different streaming services, which we're about to talk about, some of the different streaming services allow you to download video and then you can watch it. And that's been a real game changer. Like that just started happening, I think maybe in the last year or so. And for us to be able to download certain episodes, cartoons, TV shows, movies, whatever, and then have access to that because you can have in some platforms up to four devices linked to your account to download. That means that the kids then have options on their devices of things they can watch while we're traveling. Yeah. So we can go to Netflix and download stuff while we're on Wi-Fi somewhere. Yeah. And then we'll be able to watch that wherever we are. And then you just have to remember anytime you're on Wi-Fi that you're going to go update the stuff that you have, you know, that you're, that you're downloading to your. So there are also some devices that you can use and these connect to the internet to, to transfer video from the internet or other content that you might have to your television. And those are Apple TV, the Amazon Fire Stick, Roku, and Google Chromecast are the main ones. And I just want to quick run through a a couple pros and cons of each of those. And again, these are going to use data. They have to be connected to the internet with one one exception that I'm going to get to in a minute. First of all, Google, Google Chromecast is the cheapest. It's only like $35, and you just plug it into the HDMI output in your TV, and you can utilize it. What the Google Chromecast does is it takes what's ever on your phone or what is ever on your computer, and it shows that on the TV. So you want to watch Netflix on your phone or YouTube on your phone and have it transfer to your TV, it will do that for you. You can even use it as a web browser on your TV. The challenge is that to use the Chromecast, your phone or your iPad or whatever it is, whatever is giving the data and the Chromecast have to be connected to the same wireless network. If I want my phone to be connected to the LTE Verizon network instead of Wi-Fi, I won't be able to use it with my Chromecast at the same time. I have to have my phone on whatever wireless network it is on. So I can do that. There are ways to do that, to make that work. And I would be using tethering data then. So a Chromecast isn't super ideal for an RV. Another one we really like and have used in the past is the Roku service. And Roku is its own box that has a remote and you don't have to use your phone or anything with it. It is just a box that you that it works like your cable box. You connect it to your TV, but it allows you access to all these sorts of different channels on the internet. You can watch YouTube on it. You can watch Netflix and Hulu and all kinds of stuff on it. But again, you're going to be using some sort of data that you have to be connected to somewhere. 
The third is the Amazon Fire Stick. Works the same sort of way as the Roku. Has a few less apps as the Roku. You can't access a few different things that the Roku can, um, but it is cheaper than the Roku. Yeah. And then the fourth thing is the Apple TV. And Apple TV is great for RVers for one particular reason. And this has to be the third generation, the newest Apple TVs. They're expensive. They're way more expensive than these other devices. They're um, up to $200, but they do have, they have storage on them. So the first thing that makes them great for RVers is that you can store video on there. You can, if you buy from Apple's store a movie, you can store it on there and then take it with you and you don't have to use any data for that. The other nice thing is that the new Apple TVs have Bluetooth connection. So I can Bluetooth my phone, use my phone on LTE data, which I have unlimited through Verizon, then I can Bluetooth to my Apple TV. That is such a super sweet feature. There is a little (laughs) bit of content that is blocked from doing that. And there might be more of that coming soon. And this is the same thing for using that cable connection I was talking about earlier, particularly Hulu. Hulu has blocked access to be able to play your content on large screens from mobile streaming. So that can be a challenge unless you have the sort of internet connection. So that's one reason, honestly, why we don't have Hulu anymore. And we used to have Hulu. We used to have Hulu. We have an Apple TV. That's what we travel with right now. We love it. I was surprised the other day. I don't remember when we purchased the Jurassic Park trilogy. It's it's still there. It's still there. (laughs) I was like, hey, we have all these Jurassic Park movies. (laughs) We should watch these. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, one of the best ways to just watch TV or movies is to just watch them on your device. So if if you don't want to watch it on TV, you don't have to. Just watch it in bed on your phone or on your iPad or with whatever you might have. Yeah, but I do really like the Apple TV. I like the apps that come with it that's already in there. I like the fact that you can rent movies. You can have your movies stored there. There's something about the Apple TV. Now, full disclosure, I am an Apple person 100%. Like, I don't think I can ever go back to an Android or PC world. It's just my preference. So for me, the Apple TV just makes sense of all the other things we've used. We've been here. My parents have Google Chrome cast. Yeah. And I haven't been super impressed with that. It feels a little laggy to me. I think sometimes there's a difficulty with the phone communicating yeah. with the little device. But it's cheap. But it's cheap. It's $35. And I think that what you're paying for, you absolutely get. I think you get what you pay for as well with Apple TV, with Roku, and with the Amazon Fire Stick. Yeah. One thing to know is that if you are a sort of Android person and you have a lot of content that you've bought from the Google Play store, you're not going to be able to watch that on the Apple TV. No. Obviously, there's competition between the two and you're just not going, (laughs) they're not going to let you. They're also not going to, um, they do now have a Amazon app. Uh, So you can watch Amazon Prime video on the Apple TV, but you cannot (laughs) listen to Amazon music through the through the Apple TV. No, those two are still at war with each other. The other thing I want to mention is that if you did get the Amazon Fire Stick, one of the biggest downfalls of the Amazon Fire Stick 
is that you cannot watch YouTube on it. And you also can't have the Google Play Store. But YouTube is such a such a great place for content to watch, you know, especially for traveling RVers to find out information about places to go. Absolutely. Uh, so we really like having the ability to access YouTube. And we're about to throw ourselves out into that YouTube world <laughs> a little bit more. I don't know what I think about that yet, but we're going to start. You don't want it to be called vlogging, no, but that's what we're, we're doing. Vlog. We're not vlogging. What are we doing Lo- no. then? We're creating video <laughs> logs of places we go. Isn't that what vlogging is, That is, is the Jason? worst word. First of all, blog was like the worst word ever invented. And then somebody had to come up with vlog with a V. They're cheeky. For video. Oh, come on. I hate. One thing to know about me, guys, is that I cannot stand nicknames. No, he I can't. I just can't. That's why he has like the worst nickname on the planet oh that I gave him. The worst nickname, just because I know he can't stand nicknames. Anyway, we're going to take a break. <laughs> Before I say your nickname, you're just trying to get and to a break. And when we come back, we are going to talk about all the different streaming services and which ones are good for RVers and which ones are not. We'll be right back. Boo. All right, we're back. So let's chat about some of the streaming services that we like and that we use. Let's do it. We've used pretty much all of them at this point. Yeah. So I feel like we can talk about a decent number of them. A couple I want to get out of the way right away is that if you do have cable at home, most cable companies have an app that you can use that you can download and you can watch a lot of the different cable channels that you're paying for at home on your phone. So that is really useful to have if you pay for cable or satellite too. I think a lot of satellite services have have the same thing. The first one is the one that everybody knows the most, Netflix. It's like the grandfather of it all. Netflix is is pretty awesome. Netflix is great. We we really enjoy a lot of the stuff that we watch on Netflix and a lot of their new content that they're creating themselves is really good. I do love this sort of like new content. I hate using the word war, but this new content like competition that's happening now between a lot of these streaming services, because what they're creating is actually really exciting. And for those of us who travel around full time and we use these streaming services as like our access to watching shows, it's kind of nice to have such a great variety now being created. And Netflix does allow you to download yes, they episodes do. Of, of certain content, some episodes of shows, some movies, not everything, no. not everything on Netflix can you download to watch later. No. And this is something new, I think, that was started about a year ago, this idea that you can start downloading content. And when they first rolled it out, it was incredibly limited. Like there was not a lot of variety. Over the last year or so that they have been doing this, the options now have just grown by leaps and bounds. Pretty much all of the original content is available If Netflix created it, you can download it for sure. Yeah. And with Netflix, so we'll speak to that because we do use Netflix and we do use Amazon Video. With Netflix, you can have up to 
four devices attached to one account. So for us, when we're traveling, that's me and the three boys. You can actually, you can have more devices attached to one account, but you can only have up to four devices downloading. Yes. Yes, that is true. That's, thank you for clarifying that. And I think that that is extra as well. Like that doesn't come, I think Netflix has changed their plans a lot over the last year or two. There's a lot of different levels now. So I'm not quite sure if the lowest amount you can pay every month allows that the particular plan that we are on. And I believe it's called like the family plan or something that does allow for these four devices to download content. So for us, because we don't have the television hooked up when we're traveling, all of sort of like entertainment or things that we do outside of toys for the kids or random things like that, because we've got kids that get motion sickness pretty easily. So reading a book is kind of like off the table having the ability to download cartoons for them. You know, our boys also really love Doctor Who. And while that, again, now I just am speaking to something about Amazon, I get the two confused. To have that option is just so great because it's just kind of like one more thing on a really long drive that you have in your wheelhouse. So on Netflix, you're not going to get the latest TV shows. The The latest TV shows might be on there, but not their latest season, not the latest episodes. You, you're going to find some older seasons of shows, uh, a lot of shows that are not on the air anymore, a lot of movies that change constantly. They're, they change their content monthly, so stuff can disappear, stuff can come back. You're not going to get this incredible selection of every blockbuster movie that you want. There's going to be a lot of movies that you haven't heard of. There's going to be a lot of good movies. Um, but a lot of B-movies. You can't just go on and watch Anything that you want on Netflix, it's not going to be there. But there's a lot of good content. But what you pay for in your monthly plan, I think what you have available, and I will say this as a blanket statement across all of these platforms, is absolutely worth it. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're all very affordable prices per month, but they all have different, totally different content. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little bit of overlap between a few of them, but for the most part, it's it's completely different. So the next service that we utilize, that we have, is Amazon Prime Video. And this is included with your Amazon Prime membership. So if you have the $100 a year Amazon Prime where you get the free two-day shipping, you get this Amazon Prime Video with it. And Amazon Music. And Amazon and Amazon Music is great, by the way. Yeah, it a is. a great way to listen to most, most music that is... You know, popular music is on Amazon Prime and you can you can listen to whole albums, which is really nice. And you can also with Amazon Music and I know I don't want to get too far off the beaten path here, but with Amazon Music, you can also download certain albums and you do have a limit of how many you can download at a time. But again, you're on the road. And you don't want to stream. You don't want to use data to listen to music. Download yourself a couple of albums. And there you go. There you have it. It's great. But uh, but Amazon Prime has uh, they have some of their own content, some mm-hmm. stuff that they've been creating as well. I think their movie selection is smaller I than would agree. Amazon uh, than, than Netflix, but the movies are more popular movies, the ones that they do have, than than much of what is on Netflix. The other thing with Amazon is that you can you can rent virtually anything. 
So if, if it's not included free with your Amazon Prime membership, you can usually pay to rent it. So you can pay an additional $3 or whatever the fee is to rent the movie that you were wanting to watch. Yeah, I love Amazon Video for one very specific reason, and that is the access to BBC content. Yeah, yeah. I am a huge fan of British television, and this is really the only platform that you can get it included with the Amazon video, but then they also have an add-on service, which is called BritBox. And for a certain fee a month, which we do subscribe to, you can get access to almost like the entire BBC collection. And so for us, we add this little bit on because our boys, I've said it a little bit ago, really love Doctor Who. They really love not only this new reiteration of the Doctor Who, but also the classics. So in order for them to watch those classics, you have to have BritBox. It's a really small fee. I think it's like an extra $6 a month or something, but there's a ton of content. When I was thinking about Netflix versus Amazon, because those are the two we're using a lot right now, I'm not sure in my world that if I had to pick between the two, though, that I would pick Amazon. I think that Netflix's content is stronger and more yeah. varied. Yeah. I often find myself frustrated with Amazon because I'll go to, I'll have a season come up, like as I'm searching for something and I'll go in and I'll click on it. And then all of a sudden it'll say, oh, this content is not available. Yeah. You have to rent it or you, you have, have to buy it. it. Yeah. The, 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 that's the, that's the one issue is that when you're searching for stuff, it's pulling up everything, whether yeah. it's included or not. Right. Cause um, they're, you know, a selling service. But like, they do have these upgrade subscriptions like the BritBox. They do have that also for like HBO and Stars and, right. and other channels. So you can pay an additional and get your HBO content through Amazon as well. And I so want to watch the Outlander series, but I cannot bring myself to subscribe to Stars and pay extra. <laughs> so I just keep watching the one free episode over and over. <laughs> <laughs> the next service that we used to use uh, that we don't anymore is Hulu Plus. Yeah. And Hulu Plus is where you can go to get recent television episodes. Yeah, like whatever aired the night before is going to be it's, on it's Hulu. It's usually going to be on Hulu. Um, and th it's only for certain channels. Not everything on every channel is available. Not a lot but, of cable channels. But main, mainly the, the, the local channels mm -hmm. um, and a few cable channels. And then they have television seasons going back a very long time for lots of very different shows and some movie content. But they're really TV focused. They're really if, TV focused. If you are really into serial programming, into reality television, documentaries, things that you're going to find if you were having a cable subscription or just, you know, local channels, Hulu is your platform. Like that's your go-to. And I do admit, you know, when we kind of got to the point where we were like, okay, we have three different streaming services let's pare this down well the big the big drawback is what i was saying earlier with hulu is that now they are not they are blocking you from transferring yeah it from your device to a major to a big screen if you're going to be on a big screen you have to be on but we could use wi-fi data yeah or apple tv i mean we can we used to have hulu yeah but you can't you would that i cannot use if we're using the Apple TV, that Apple TV would have to be connected to a Wi-Fi connection. Okay. It cannot be connected to my phone. If we connect it to my phone, it will block Hulu. 
I understand. Yeah. Okay. That is, would be incredibly frustrating because yeah. often we do use that where we use the phone to talk to the Apple TV that talks to the television. Right. That is frustrating. And yeah, so when we were scaling this down and thinking it's kind of silly to have three different services, Hulu was the first one we got rid of. There are certain times when certain shows run, like start up with their seasons that I think, oh, I kind of miss Hulu. And I'm not going to lie. It's usually when The Bachelor starts. <laughs> my one big guilty pleasure. <laughs> Like, I kind of be like, oh, I miss that, you know, I didn't have to be there on Monday night because obviously it's not a television show I want to watch with my children in the room. And it was always so nice to be able to go back and watch it on Hulu in the like hiding in the closet so no one would see me watching it the next night. Those are mainly the those are sort of the big three streaming services that, that people yeah, use. But there's a couple that I think are, are. up and coming that are going to really mm-hmm. give these big guys a run for their money. One of them is YouTube TV. YouTube Red. Well, there's two. YouTube has two different things. So oh. YouTube has YouTube Red, which is paid content on YouTube. So that is stuff that YouTube has paid people to create. And okay. a lot of it's some great stuff, um, but that you can't get for free on YouTube. YouTube TV is a little bit different. YouTube TV is cable channels, essentially 30 or so of them that you can watch at any time through YouTube, through the internet. So instead of paying the cable company, whatever you pay them, $40, $50 a month, you can pay YouTube $30 a month and you can watch these different channels and you can watch you. It's like an, uh, a cloud DVR too. So you can tell it to record different things for you and it will. And then you can watch it anywhere on any of your different internet enabled devices. It's really cool. There are some networks that people really want that are not on there. So if you're really into, like we are, the Food Network and yeah. HGTV, <laughs> you're not going to be able to get those through YouTube TV. Through YouTube TV. Another one is Slingbox, and Slingbox does have those. And Slingbox is a little bit different service. It is there are not a lot of these these internet connected devices that you can watch Slingbox on. Uh, Roku is one of them. Uh, that you can watch it on. But mm-hmm. Slingbox is a, as a, a broader selection of cable channels that you can watch for a little bit more of a fee. Yeah, and I think with that, you pick a plan, though, and mm-hmm. then it gives you a certain number of channels that you can select from their library. That's correct. And then yeah. you go in and you pick, like, these are the ones that I want. And, you know, it's appealing because you can pick something like an HGTV or Food Network or Discovery Things like that. Yeah. So if so, instead of what you would do before, where you, if you're buying cable and they send you every channel under the sun except for the ones you really want, right? With Slingbox, you can sort of pick and choose. If you're a you know big sports fan, you get the sports package and and so on. Which I feel like we should point out. We haven't really talked a lot no. about like sports options yeah. for being on the road, but Amazon Video was streaming live. Thursday night football, they did have a deal with the NFL to carry the Thursday night games. There are some interesting things happening with sports. And uh, for the most part, the major, the, the major leagues, major league baseball, the NFL, they have their own subscription services that you have to subscribe to. And you, and if you do that, you can watch every single game, but they cost like $150 a year to do this. And then you can watch every single game. Those services are all blocked, like Hulu is, from watching on mm-hmm. the big screen. 
you have to watch them on mobile device. Hardcore copyright devices, services. Yeah. But uh, but that is an option if you are on the road and you really want to, you know, watch the Cubs like we do. You can do that. We don't do it. We, we don't wish do we it. Did. We wish. Um, we miss our cubbies when we're on the road. A lot of them have a much cheaper version that allows you to listen to the radio audio of games as well. So if you're into that, you can do that. You know what I just realized? What? We are going to be in and around Arizona. Oh my gosh. During sp- spring training. Spring training. Oh. <gasps> We oh, might actually get to go. We gotta get tickets. We gotta oh, do that now. Yeah. When we're done with this, oh, man. we're we're gonna go do that. <laughs> we're gonna actually go to a game. We can't actually ever go to a game in Chicago because we can't ever get tickets. But let's go to a spring training game. Oh, I'm so excited now. But there are some things happening with streaming some of these streaming services and the different major league sports, such as this Thursday night football thing that was sort of an experience, an experiment this year, a very expensive experiment. Yeah. Amazon paid a lot of money for the rights to do that from what I hear. And we discovered it the Thursday after the Bears played Thursday night. Not that, you know, it would have really been worth our time to watch the Bears game because no, it, this it, is a rebuilding decade for no. them. So <laughs> it's going to be a while, but they we, won. They did win. They won against a team that lost every single game this year. Okay, well, you know, a win is a win, (laughs) I guess. So the rebuilding here, they'll get it next year. Um, So it was kind of a cool service to find out, you know, because I think every once in a while when fall rolls around, we kind of do like to tuck in and watch a football game. So now having this Amazon option, which I'm assuming they will renew for the next season, but we'll see. It was very expensive for them to do that. The last thing I want to mention is that a lot of the different networks have their own apps that you can download and then you can pay a subscription to watch all of their content. So you can download the CBS app and usually there's going to be some free episodes available there. Uh, But then if you want to watch more, you can pay their subscription fee Mm -hmm. and watch everything that CBS has to offer. Yeah, ABC did that. Like five bucks a month or something. ABC did that to me the other night when I was out working in the bus because we've been transferring everything inside this, my parents' house back out to the bus, which, wow, we brought a lot of stuff into this place. You don't realize when you stop somewhere for a long time and you're staying in someone's house, you you keep going out and getting stuff and bringing it in and going out and get, and then you do it over the holidays where, you know, you have all these gifts that you purchased and you got to figure out places to put them in, in the bus. It's it's a lot of it's work. It's been a little We've bit been, of a puzzle. It's been a little puzzle. So yeah, ABC did that to me the other night because I was out there catching up on the first two episodes of The Bachelor. And then it was like, oh, you want to watch that third episode? Yeah, you're going to need to sign in. And I was like, <laughs> curses. <laughs> another thing that I want to mention just before we wrap up here, another device that um, people could consider if they uh, are looking for something to bring these streaming services to their television. Again, you're going to have to have Wi-Fi data for this. But gaming consoles are a great option. Yeah, And we true. use our Xbox all the time. The kids obviously play the Xbox games, but they we also use the Xbox to watch Amazon Prime, YouTube, Netflix, and all the, all the streaming services are on there available for you to watch. Great suggestion, Jay. You can and you can do the same thing with the PlayStation as well. You can. We just happen to be Xbox people. We do. We're Xbox people and Apple people. <laughs> Apple Put that people. together. No, it makes no know. sense. So there we have it. All right. Want to do a brain teaser? Let's do it. Before a brain we get teaser. out of here and get on the road because we gotta get these kids in bed. We've got actually one kid in here with us already asleep yeah. on the bed, the four year old. 
He was done for the night. <laughs> he got tired of waiting for us to be done with this. All right, here we go. Ten candles stand burning in a dining room. A strong breeze blows in through an open window and extinguishes three of them. Assuming the wind doesn't extinguish any more candles, how many candles do you have left in the end? Oh. Mm. So Abby already told me this one earlier. <laughs> and his guess when, he, when I asked him was wrong. was wrong. So it stumped you. It did. I look forward to hearing from others out there listening what their answer is. I thought this was kind of a fun one. All right. It's a little tricky. That's it for this week's episode. We will be back next week coming to you from New Mexico. New Mexico, where the weather is going to be in the 60s. <laughs> Which isn't that great, but it's a lot better than here. Oh, it's so much better than here. So thank you for joining us this week. Thank you for joining us every week, you guys. It's so much fun to do this. We've been having a blast. If you are enjoying the podcast and you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. That helps get us in front of more people. We would love a five-star review if you have one to give. And of course, just talking to your friends and family about us, sharing us on your social media platforms. That is awesome. And if you have any comments about the podcast or you have any content you would like us to maybe take a look at, you can find us over at editor at rvmiles.com. And that is also the email address you can use to send in the answer for the brain teaser. All right, everybody. We will be back next week. See you next time. Keep logging those RV miles, everyone. Bye. Bye.